Today on yet another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will make small creatures, such as squirrels, toads, and even cockroaches, flee your property in fear. When a group of brothers and sisters spend the night together in an old dark home, they quickly realize that the strange sights and sounds they hear are far more than just their overactive imaginations, that they are in fact sharing a paranormal encounter that will be seared into their minds for the rest of their lives. Just how far did the spurts go? We'll find out today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Go to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the show and uh, if you leave us a nice little review there on apple podcast we greatly appreciate that and even get you entered into a another drawing for a 500 hundred dollar amazon card yes we'll be giving it away uh, close to the holidays uh so uh, take a screenshot of that review and i uh, send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com to uh, get in on that and uh, hey if you want access to the bonus episodes oh my gosh so many of them it's like the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories and it's not like the it is the uh and you get all of that you get the bonus episodes you get the advanced episodes all of it ad free um it's thousands of hours of ghost stories in fact if you started listening today uh you would probably not get done until i don't know close to the holidays <laughs> if you were doing 24 hours a day seven days a week it may be even longer than that i don't uh, even know but it would be uh quite a while that's how much is there for you uh at uh, ghostpodcast.com uh tony and harper with you on the uh, show today hi hi you've uh, been out for a, a few weeks yep we've been playing the best of harper which is gonna be really interesting looking back uh as you are on the show and as you get older uh pulling back to episodes where you're really little and then when you're older <laughs> It's going to be like the before and after. You're going to you're going to cringe. You're the other day. So Harper's at the phase now where uh, everyone goes through it. Uh, if you recorded yourself in some way, shape or form or took a picture of yourself in some way, shape or form when you were younger uh, and they look back. I remember doing this myself of like, get rid of that. I don't I don't want to see that again. And you're kind of embarrassed of when you're uh, a little bit littler. But I was explaining to her that I so wish I had so many of those things, uh, I, especially the tapes of me playing radio. And I got a little bit older and I got embarrassed about it. And then I recorded over all of it. And I have little snippets here and there, but you'll look back. But luckily, I have all of these, all of these episodes. And yes, your children can look back at you someday. Listen to mom at 10. And they'll think, I wonder when... This was like actually recorded since mm-hmm. it like comes out later. Mm-hmm. Or they'd be like, I wonder when mom lost her mind. Was it all the way back then? <laughs> <laughs> I never lost my mind. Okay, maybe a little to pumpkins uh, and toads. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, let's go to our first letter. It says, Hi, Tony Carroll and Harper. I've heard all your episodes on Spotify and became an EPP and have listened to about 100 of those episodes. Listen to them to fall asleep religiously. I love the comedy side and banter to bring me back from the nightmares. 
It's just a collection of all of my stories and some family member-ish stories. Uh, it's going to be long. I live in Alabama. I have a few stories myself. We moved a lot when I was a kid. I'm 26. My first encounter happened when I was 13. I was a neighbor to my step-grandparents, 120-year-old farmhouse. That house was creepy, but our house next door is where it happened. One day, I was tying my shoe to go play outside with my cousin, and someone yelled, Kayla! But no one was in the house. I hightailed it out of there. Another time, I heard my grandmother's voice, who was living, say my name. Another time, all my cousins were over, about six of us. We were watching TV on a pallet in the living room floor. The power went out. We heard a back door slam shut. Me being stubborn and having something to prove, went to check it out and it was closed and locked. One more thing in that house. We had a Pomeranian. He barked and barked all the time. This one corner of our laundry room. My mother divorced and remarried. We moved to a town called Chelsea. There was a hole through three walls and a bullet had gone through the walls and a reddish brown splatter on the ceiling. I always thought my new stepdad was screwing with us, but then I believed it. We would be downstairs in the laundry room or garage, hear people walking from one side of the house to the other, having full conversations. One time I was making my bed and saw a little boy standing by my door. He ran out and I went to the living room and asked, where did he go? Assuming it was my stepbrother, my mom and stepdad said both my stepbrothers were still downstairs asleep. I just shook it off as we always had a weird feeling in that house. One day, my sister, who was 14 at the time, I was 15, went to an estate sale with my mother and uncle and found three old wooden Ouija boards. She asked my mom if she could take them home. And of course, my mother said, hell no. So my sister picks out a plastic tub of sweaters and sneaks one of the Ouija boards inside along with the wooden planchette. She calls me in her room after my mom and stepdad went to sleep and shows me. We decide we want to play it. As we grew up in church with my grandmother, I didn't really believe in them. The planchette goes down the alphabet backwards and the numbers, then goes from all four corners and over, and then decides and circles and slips off the board onto my bed. My sister tells me, I think when it slides off the board, that means something is coming through. So I googled it, and all four of those signs mean there is a bad spirit trying to escape. We freaked out, placed our fingers on it again, and say, we want to say goodbye. It says no. We say yes, and it moves to goodbye she hit it between the mattress and the box spring, and we both go to sleep. The next day, we're at school. When we come home, my mom says that during the day, a perfume bottle fell off my sister's dresser. She hears it, picks it up. A few minutes later, it falls again. She picks it up. She gets a feeling to check between the mattresses where she finds the devil board and throws it away. A few weeks later, my sister wakes up in the middle of the night and sees a little boy with blonde hair at the foot of her bed. The next set of stories are those of my grandfather. When we, when he was a small child, he went to stay at his aunt's for the night. He was lying in the bed, which was in the middle of the room, and this is how he told it. You know how the corners of the room are darker? I was lying there, and these shadows of monks started coming from the corners. They all gathered at the foot of the bed, about eight or ten of them. Then they started moving towards my bed. They all started leaning over me, and I jumped up and ran to the next room and turned on the light. Scared the shit out of me. My papa isn't one to bullshit. He doesn't go back until he's grown, and when he does, he's sitting on the couch and it's storming. Lightning strikes and somehow goes through the springs of the couch and hits him. 
Never went back again. I still, at 26, have to sleep with the light on to keep the monks away. Here's what you call a scrapper. He goes to estate sales, yard sales, metal detects looking for older pieces. He lived in this trailer that never had any problems. He moved into a new spot, and this land is haunted, I swear. When they got to the new land, they'd hear scratching all along the outside of the trailer. My uncle still to this day, 20 years later, swears. When he was a kid, he saw red glowing eyes in the back bedroom closet and still refuses to go into that room 30 years later. My grandfather said one time he heard two people walk in front of the side door. Another time, two people walked in behind him from the back door and one said, next time, we'll do it my way. My mom said while looking out the front door, she saw a black mist. One more story from my papa's house. He collects a lot, and I mean a lot of stuff from literally everywhere. He found this picture of a soldier. He hung it in this building he built. He got a weird feeling from it, and one day he was staring at it and realized it was a painting made from thousands of small eyes. He decided to burn it. He threw it in a burn barrel and said he started hearing screams coming from it supposed to help him clean his house within a few weeks so hopefully I don't bring anything back to my house. I have one more story that I don't know is paranormal or just wrong place, wrong time. I had a job at Whataburger when I was 16. My boyfriend at the time picked me up and brought me home at 11 at night. We were one street away from my house and stopped at a stop sign. It was snowing out, which is rare for Alabama so you know it was cold as hell. We stopped. Someone in a full metal suit. I mean like 1600 night outfit except on a metal face mask thing there were horns about a foot tall comes walking catty cornered across the road stares us down while crossing the street then walks up the bank into the woods this is a small town where things like this don't happen probably the scariest thing i've ever experienced hope to hear this on the show it took a lot of courage to write these stories if i have anything happen while helping my grandma clean his house i will definitely right in thank you for reading I love the podcast I'm just going to ring the bell because it said a Ouija board on it and this is going to be our bunk bed slash Ouija board bell I didn't approve that I did I co-host the show I have a say in that no you don't it's a bell <laughs> alright continue on okay and that's why you don't mess with Ouija boards. Because soon you'll find a painting that's made out of thousands of small eyes. That was a freaky idea. I mean, I I could see it done, you know, I'm guessing like insect eyes is probably, or insect or small animals like, you know, toads and frogs and whatever someone found. But How dare you say frogs in that? A thing made of, oh, that would be one hell of a uh, art project. <laughs> to present at school someday. <laughs> what is this? This is so unique. It's made out of eyes. <laughs> you have no idea the amount of toads and frogs and no! fish and anything oh, small that has an eye that I killed and collected to make this beautiful, beautiful portrait. That was horrible. Yeah, you know, you just got to improvise sometimes. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. Hey guys, it's Nikki from Los Angeles, California, and 
it's 3 a.m so if i sound tired or you think i'm drunk it's i'm not i'm just tired and crazy okay so i'm calling in because i wanted to talk about uh the negativity connected to both of my parents but mainly my dad um so i don't talk to my dad i haven't spoken to him in a in a long while uh and it's all for good reason but um basically living with him uh was just weird uh when he was married to my mom and you know living all together as a family at my mom's house um whenever he was mad poltergeist activity would happen um like doorknobs would rattle like violently and then doors would slam violently and uh you know faces would appear in pictures stuff like that (laughs) um that's just like the best i could describe it but basically there was this one time when they were going through their messy messy divorce and i was sitting on the couch and i was there to make sure that nothing happened because my dad had a bad well not a bad well yeah a bad habit of trying to start stuff with my mom but he would do it when she was alone but if i were there he he wouldn't do it of course but uh basically i was just there and just in case he tried and um when he closed the door they had gotten to an argument earlier in the day and when he was leaving to go to quote-unquote work um he had closed the door but he closed it softly didn't slam it or anything closed it normally and um my mom had these sconces on the wall and one of them just flew off just flew off but i saw it from the corner of my eye like moving and but i was too fixated on him because i wanted to ask my mom what happened i wanted to wait for him to close the door but in the corner of my eye i had saw the thing the sconce moving uh on on the wall and then when he closed it is when it just got thrown down uh if it it got thrown down uh off of the wall and it fell on one of my mom's coffee tables and we both stood there and was like what the heck you know and um we're both wide-eyed and tripping out because we're like what well, did that just happen in front of our face you know <laughs> and i get up and i told her it's probably broken now and i grab it and it it was not broken that's a trippy thing about it 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 didn't break but it got thrown down really really hard and then when i looked at the wall to see if then you know i was like oh maybe the nail gave out because you know you don't want to go towards you know paranormal right away uh when i looked at the wall um the nail was still in the wall and i felt it and it was it was was like in there you know it wasn't like loose or anything like that so i hung it back up and she looked at me and she was like you know your dad's really negative and i said (laughs) uh yeah and um you know stuff like that happened till he moved out um with my mom it was more of like she had uh 
evil spirit attached to her or negative sad energy or spirit something attached to her because like we had the worst luck like we had very bad luck as a family um and i know that like you know like we could never catch a break basically and like it's just weird like thinking back but you know a lot of the stuff was just like really bizarre really weird really strange and like with her it was just more of like creepy like intentional stuff you know like like it wasn't like the poltergeist stuff that was like in your face you know like with my dad it was with my mom it was more like you'd be having a normal day and then next thing you knew like you know your phone's missing and you're like wait i just put it down on the table and you're just like okay where is it and go and you look and you're looking and you can't find it and then you just you know forget it i'm just gonna call it and you call it and it's like on top of a bible you know it's like stuff like that or um things found in a weird place and stuff like that like it was just creepy stuff whispers name calling with her um i remember there was one day where i was out with my boyfriend and my mom called me and she's like hey and i'm like what's up she's like where are you at i'm like i'm like i'm at the movies and she's like oh and i was like yeah i'm leaving the movies we're gonna go get food why what's going on she's like um so i don't want to i don't know if i'm crazy i'm losing my mind i'm like what happened she's like but i was in my room and i was watching tv and i heard you laughing in the living room so i i got up you know to go see if maybe you forgot your key or something and you were just laughing but um i i there's nobody there and i'm by myself and i was like what and she's like yeah so that creeped me out and she said that she would hear me a lot and sometime there's one time where she barged in on me in the shower and i was like what do you want she's like when did you get in here i'm like i've been in here for like 30 minutes and she's like you weren't in the living room you weren't she's like you weren't in the kitchen i'm like no she's like okay because i heard you laughing in the kitchen and i'm like no that was not me i don't know who that was and it was just really weird and you know it was just stuff like that and ever since i moved out you know i have not experienced anything and i believe that it was them that it was her and that house because every house we moved into it's just weird things would happen weird things i can't even begin to tell you but i believe that something was attached to both of them and you know i haven't experienced anything like i moved out nothing and uh the thing that i used to experience all the time every day every night when i'd go to bed is somebody stroking my hair like somebody would be just caressing my hair when i'd be going to sleep and i haven't felt that since i moved out and 
it's just crazy to think that it's it was it was connected to them but that's my story i can go in a lot more into a lot more detail but we'd be here like all day you know (laughs) but um you know i love you guys you guys have just an awesome podcast favorite podcast of all time i've listened to you guys since the beginning um you know this is like therapy for the paranormally tormented you know like i was tormented as a kid with weird shit all the time and this is just therapy you know i just gotta let it out you know like if you share it cool if not i don't care because (laughs) i just gotta put it out there you know but uh thank you guys uh have a good night thoughts well that's kind of i've never really like heard like well i've heard of attachments and stuff but i've never really really like heard it like when someone's like angry Mm -hmm. or anything like, have you heard that on the show? Where, what the, the ghost being angry? No, where like a person's angry and like weird stuff starts happening. Oh yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's like negative attracts negative. There's a lot of times where somebody's troubled by something, uh, whether it's something just in their life, whether it be some sort of mental illness or, um, I mean, whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot of times where then that seems to attract other things. Yeah. So just like positivity seems to attract positive too. Yeah. So that's kind of how that works. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number. Hi. This is Anne calling from Virginia. I wanted to share with you all an encounter I experienced while on a ghost tour in Colonial Williamsburg. Williamsburg is one of my all-time favorite places, and I love ghost tours, so naturally, when my family and I had the opportunity to spend the night in Williamsburg, we decided to go on a ghost tour. I was really excited about this, so I brought with me a portable camera. Granted, this was about 10 years ago, but it was one of those cameras that required AA batteries in order to function. I specifically remember putting in a fresh pair of batteries before we left the hotel, because I wanted my camera to last the duration of the tour. I was hoping to, you know, take a lot of photos and hopefully catch something paranormal. With new batteries in tow, we went on the ghost tour. One of our first stops was the Brafferton building or the Brafferton house, which is on the campus of the College of William & Mary. To provide some historical context about the building, in the 18th century, it once served as an Indian school And the idea behind that was to take boys from neighboring Indian tribes and educate them, assimilate them into colonial life, and ultimately convert them to Christianity. This did not turn out (laughs) as well as I planned. Um, Taking boys from tribes kind of exposed them to a lot of things that they weren't used to and particularly bacteria and germs. So a lot of the boys actually perished because of diseases that they caught once they were moved to the Brafferton house. So a lot of death and sadness surrounding this building at the time. Unfortunately, a lot of the boys perished while they lived there. One boy in particular, as the story goes, haunts the building. The tour guide explained that this particular boy was kind of not a troublemaker, but liked to have fun, sneak out at night, run around, and just kind of explore the area on his own. 
He, uh, the boys who attended the school lived on the second and third stories um, along with their teachers. And apparently this boy was kind of crafty and would take bed sheets and whatnot, tie it together, and climb out of his room from the second floor. Harmless, you know, just kind of running around, playing around. Um, but one one morning he didn't return. So the staff went out looking for him and found his body in the sunken gardens, which is just a little bit further down from where the Brafferton building is. Nobody knows what exactly happened to him. Did he fall? Was he murdered? It's, it's rather unclear. But one thing is for sure, according to the ghost tour, is that this boy still haunts the Brafferton house to this day. Um, the tour guide mentioned that the little boy enjoys playing with young women in particular playing with their hair their jewelry and likes to get his hands on technology if it's available and I loved hearing this because I was like hello young girl camera please pick me like please show me that you're that you're here and interact with me and sure enough the tour guy was going a little bit deeper into a spiel and my camera just completely stopped working um, the screen was black, the lens was extended out as if it was on, but there's nothing I could do to it. I couldn't turn it on, I couldn't turn it off, I couldn't take a picture, the flash wasn't on, nothing. I just kind of was in awe, and at first I was frustrated because I was like, hey, I just put brand new batteries in this camera, why isn't it working? I'm on a ghost tour, can you please work? Um, but then it kind of clicked and I thought, hey this might be the Indian boy playing with my camera. So when that realization kicked in, I just kind of sat there and let it happen. I didn't do anything. I just kind of had it tilted towards the ground, um, just sort of waiting to see if anything would happen. Um, But at the same time, you know, obviously I wanted my camera to work because I wanted to take pictures while on this tour. Well, sure enough, um, when we left the area and we were going to the next stop, my camera turned on and I was so excited because my first thought was what is what is on this were there any pictures taken what's wrong with it let's figure it out so I flipped through the photos and there were actually three pictures on my camera that I did not take myself Um, to give a description of them they all had streaks of light in them and with each photo the number of those streaks increased. So the first two, I'm assuming they were like pointed towards the ground or something because there's really nothing in the background, but there are like yellow, white, and orange streaks. Some of the streaks are solid and some are rather dotted. Um, But the weird thing is kind of in the background is smoke. Now, this was in the middle of summer, around 9 o'clock at night. There were street lamps, but they were behind me in the opposite direction of where my camera was pointed. So there's no way any light could have actually been captured on my camera because I wasn't standing near any light. Um, None of the buildings around us were lit. Again, it was nighttime. It was the summer. Nobody was in those buildings, so there was absolutely no reason for any lights to be on. Um, So I was obviously like giddy and super excited because there are these awesome images on my camera with context um, that didn't make sense. 
um, given the time of day and the fact that there's no light. The last photo is the creepiest one because, first of all, it's pointed, I believe, towards the Wren building, which is sort of the main building on the campus. Um, and I think this because it has a cupola on top and the Brafferton house and the building across from that, which is the president's house, um, they do not have cupolas on top of them. My camera, personally, I never had it pointed towards the Wren building, so that's kind of the odd thing about it. Um, another thing is this photo is completely illuminated with these streaks of light, um, red, yellow, orange, white, everywhere. There were no lights surrounding this building. There aren't any street lights um, around the Wren building either because it's a little bit off the road. Um, yet the building actually looks like it's on fire. And the crazy part about it is um, this boy didn't perish in a fire. Again, they don't know what happened to him. Um, and the Brafferton building did experience fires, but... Um, not during the time of the normal of the Indian school, and however, the Wren building did experience quite a few fires. I think about three. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what the deal is with the light and the photos, but I'm thinking maybe perhaps the Indian boy got a hold of my camera, and this sort of alternative story was kind of coming to life on the camera of maybe a fire or possibly trying to tell a story of other people who perished in that fire or I don't know. I don't know what the connection is. All I know is I did not take any of those photos myself. There was no light. There was no smoke. Um, and I really do believe it was the Indian boy who took the pictures. Um, I would love to hear what you all think about the connection between the Indian boy and the pictures looking like they're on fire, but a really awesome experience. I loved it. My all-time favorite experience um, involving the paranormal that I've had so far. And also, before I go, I just want to give a shout-out to the Grave Talks podcast as well, because as somebody who really appreciates the historical context of um, haunted buildings, I really love the Grave Talks. So thanks for everything, thanks for all you do, and thanks for listening. Bye. Thoughts on all that? Well, when... Well, honestly, like... What I think, like, when her camera was shut off, mm -hmm. it might have been, like, since she found all those, like, weird pictures on her camera, mm -hmm. when her camera was, like, shut off and stuff. My thing is, like, somehow that, like, camera was still, like, physically in her hands, but it was, like, taken out of her hands and, like, spiritually, like, and, like, the Indian boy was, like, taking all these, like, weird photos and stuff. Oh, like he was in control of it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that makes some sense. Yeah. That's a very good story. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. There you get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.